Well, howdy, y'all. It's your old partner, Mr. Scratch. What are you doing out here in the middle of nowhere? Never would have seen you if it weren't for the buzzards circling you. <laughs> Come and take a seat on my horse. I call her Clue Stick. You can ride for a bit while I spin your yarn to pass the time. This little tale takes place in the Wild West. Two brothers known as Marsh and Eli Diggum had just failed another train heist. They weren't the best bandits around, but they were desperate. They would do just about anything to change their luck, even though their luck was about to run out. <laughs> Can we grab a drink at the saloony line? I'm, I'm awful thirsty. With what money, idiot? Unless you got some cash I don't know about, we ain't got nothing. Police could try to... rob a bank. Would you shut up? You trying to get swung from a tree? Good lord, Marsh. Mama was right when she said you were simple as the day is long. I'm s- sorry, Eli, but... What's we gonna do? We ain't got nothing left to pawn. We's at the end of a rope. You say things like that out loud again, and you're really gonna be at the end of a rope. I know we're flat broke. Just give me a bit. I, I, I always think of something, don't I? That's that's true. Tr- He's always good at scheming. Just wait. Something will come our way. I, I can feel it. Oh. Hey, watch it, old timer. An old prospector man with a wild gray beard and even wilder wide eyes bumped into the eldest Diggum brother as he attempted to carry his heavy load. Oh, oh. sorry about that there, fellas. Sorry about that. Pay, pay me no mind. A feral-looking man scampered away, still struggling with a large haul strapped to his back. It was then Eli took notice of this. He sure does have a lot of stuff. So what? Uh, just a, a stupid old man. Exactly. Old men are easy pickings. You might just have something of value in all that junk he's carrying. Boy, you always think good, Eli. Come on. Let's follow him. Diggum Brothers casually followed after the old man as he hobbled into a local shop. They both entered carefully, pretending to browse as the prospector did his business with the shopkeeper. Hoo-wee! Is it that time of the month already, Patchy? I'm starting to set my watch by you. I can't afford to waste no time. Ain't got no time. <laughs> No time left for me. Oh, sometimes I feel that way myself. Well, what can I get for you? The usual supplies? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, Need a few replacements for these as well. I got these in the back. Should be no problem to replace. Is that all? Well, also, I'll I'll be needing a... uh, Well, I'll be needing another mule. What? Another mule? That That's the third one in the past three months, Patchy. What's going on up in them mountains? Oh, it's it's wild up there, you know. Uh, coyotes and, and bobcats, yeah, they, they, they keep getting to them. Barely been able to keep myself alive some nights. I don't know how you do it. You and Vernon being up there all that time. How is your brother? I ain't seen him since the first month you came down for supplies. 
Apache's face went slightly pale at the question. Vernon's one with nature up there. <laughs> well, he's always been the secluded type. That's right. Glad he's fine, then. I won't keep you any longer. Let me just grab the rest of your things, and I'll grab a mule. This is the last one I got, though. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, this will hopefully be the last one I need. You want me to put it on your tab? Uh, no. I think I can manage to pay it up front. Patchy reached into his bag and pulled out a wrapped item. His dirty fingers quickly unraveled the rags to reveal a lump of gold. The shopkeeper's eyes lit up at the sight of it, as did the Diggum boys who watched in awe behind a shelf of canned beans. <gasps> Patchy! Is that from up there? Oh, now, now where else would I get it? <laughs> It's enough to pay for everything. Well, sure. I mean, it's enough to buy whatever else you want. Uh, don't need nothing else. Thank you. Uh, just get me my things and, and the mule, and I'll be off there. Yes, sir. <laughs> right this way. The shopkeeper scooped up the gold rock and ran to grab what Patchy needed. Patchy gathered his things and hobbled after him. Eli, did you see... That big old hunk of gold he gave him. That thing was as big as a chicken. I saw it all right. He's, he's practically just giving them things away. Which means he probably's got a lot more where that came from. We've got to get him. Hold your horses, would you? We get him now and we don't know where his camp is set up at. We'll follow him from afar. See where he's camping. And then we make our move. You're right, Eli. As always. You're right. Shut up now. The shopkeeper's coming back. Ah, gentlemen, <clears throat> excuse me, I was uh, just helping a customer. What can I do you for? Uh, uh, that old man who's just in here, is he some sort of prospector? Oh, him? That's old Patchy, he's been here for a while. Been excavating up in them mountains. Really keeps himself busy up there. Seems like it. It's him and his brother I heard him say? Yes, that's right. Ain't no one else? The shopkeeper's eyes narrowed at the Diggum boys. Why are you asking, fella? No reason. I'm just my brother and I were thinking about um, excavating up there ourselves, just wondering if it was overcrowded. We are? Shut up. The shopkeeper stared silently at the boys. He, of course, knew they were lying, and badly, too. He also knew they had to have seen what Patchy paid him with. And this made him worry they might try to take his gold. They were obviously crooks, after all. If he could get them away from him, and after the gold prospector instead, that was simply the better option. Ain't no one else up there but those two old men. <laughs> With them getting on in years, not sure how much longer they'd last up in them mountains. Really now? So there's plenty of room for a few more trying to stake their claim. Absolutely. But you might want to see where old Patchy goes, just to make sure you don't stake claim anywhere near his. Now that is a good idea. Much obliged to you. Let's go, Marsh. Eli, is, is we gonna really prospect up there? Would you hush? The 
others followed old Patchy as he made his way back up the mountain. They managed to find a decent spot on a ledge nearby where they could overlook Patchy's camp and wait for the perfect moment to strike. Now this is what I'm talking about, Marsh. Some old man digs up the gold and then we take it off his hands. Can't get more simple than this. <laughs> Nothing's more s- simple than this, that's for sure. Eli, have, have you seen the other one who's supposed to be down there too? The other one? Patrick's got a brother, don't he? That, that's what they were saying at the shop. Oh, yeah, don't worry about them none. Between the two of us, we can take them both on. They're old, they ain't got no fight left in them. But I ain't seen him none. It's just been Patchy down there digging. Don't worry, he's probably sleeping. Could have been taking turns when they're excavating. Yeah, I guess. That could be it. And we ain't gonna hurt him or, or, or worse, right, Eli? Marsh looked over to Eli for an answer to his grim question. But Eli continued to peer down from their perch, his gaze fixated on the prospector below. I don't see why we would, unless they give us trouble. But you also got to think about the other possibilities. Like what? Well, let's say we do get the drop on them, take the gold and leave them be. But how long would that last? What if they sick the law on after us? We wouldn't be able to enjoy our newfound fortune, would we? Not with us constantly looking over our shoulders all the time. I reckon we couldn't. I just don't think we's that kind of men. We ain't killers. Mama made sure to tell us that was a sin. Remember? Yeah, and Mama said the same thing about stealing. It's all sin. Yeah, but killing's worse. Do you ever think maybe that's why we never gotten anywhere? Maybe if we had the guts to be that way, we could have turned things around for us a long time ago. Marsh stared back at his brother with a look of fear. Eli noticed, but it made him feel good. For once, he felt like maybe he was on to something. Maybe now he would be the big bad guy he always dreamed of being. Mama always said people who killed was monsters. It don't make us monsters. Just makes us top of the food chain for once. Marsh was shocked by this kind of talk. Now he wasn't so sure what would happen tonight. But whatever it was, he was no longer excited about the idea of gold. Meanwhile, Eli didn't seem to care. He came for one thing, and he'd be darned if Anyone or anything would stop him from getting it. The sun was already setting behind the mountain peaks. Patchy's campfire was like a bright beacon from their ledge. All right. It's time. <laughs> what was that? That ain't nothing. You heard Patchy tell the shopkeep there's coyotes up here. Now come on. Marsh quickly stumbled to his feet. Both brothers crept their way down to Patchy's camp. The 
Digging boys were now nearing the campfire. As they got closer, they could see just how disheveled Patchy kept his camp. Oh, and I thought we was messy. It looks like someone already ransacked them. It would appear that way, wouldn't it? All of a sudden, Eli noticed a faint flicker near the campfire. As he walked toward it, he soon realized what it was. Oh, oh my goodness, Marsh. Marsh, look. Is that what I think it is? It is, brother. It's gold. Let's take it and get out of here then. Oh, we are. But not before we get what else he's dug up. Eli, we's gonna be rich enough as it is. We don't need no more. We're taking it all, Marshall. Do you hear me? We are going all in. Eli's face became distorted and grotesque in the flickering light of the campfire as he took out his revolver from his holster and clicked it. Now you bag all this up here, and I'll go and see what else Patchy's got. But Eli... Marsh watched his brother slip into the darkness. He felt his heart beating hard in his chest as he worried what his brother might do. He gathered what little composure he had and began to grab handfuls of gold and stuff them into a cloth sack. Then he heard a noise. Marsh inched around the tree to see what it was. He had hoped that maybe it was the mule. And as he made his way around, he stepped onto something. Marsh reached down and picked it up, holding it into the light of the fire. That's when he realized he was holding the skull of an animal. Oh, my lantern. Bones were scattered all around him. What happened? What is all this? Please help me. (laughs) Who's there? It was an old man chained to the tree. Are you... Vernon? Yes. Do I know you? No, sir. I just know you from your brother. Please, you've got to help me. I need you to let me go. Well, sir, I I reckon I can't do that. But why? You see, we's here to take all your gold. (laughs) Take it all. I don't care about that. Just let me go before my brother comes back, please. Why? What's he done to you? He's keeping me here against my will. Chains me up at night. It says I'm sick, but I'm not sick. Please help. Uh, I don't know. Who you here with, boy? My brother. You hear me? Just because his blood don't mean nothing, he don't care about you. That's not true. He make you come here? Is it his idea to stick us up? Marsh fidgeted with his hands, not sure how to answer, but it scared him that Vernon was making sense. He just does the scheme in here and there. I just sort of follow. I can tell you're a good man. You and I are alike. You're better than this. Do it right and let me go. You ain't like your brother. Over by that fire is a brown bag. The keys to undo these chains is in there. You let me go, and I'll leave. And no harm got to come from it. Marsh took a moment and stared up into the sky. There was a full moon above him shining bright. He took a deep breath and walked over to the fire.
He found the brown bag and reached inside, immediately finding the keys. He tiptoed back to Vernon and crouched down to undo the lock. Thank you so much. What's your name, boy? Name's Marsh, sir. There. Lock's off. You're free. You're a good man, Marsh. I could tell the minute I saw you. Vernon rose from the trunk of the tree, free of his chains. He stepped out from the shadows and into a beam of moonlight. That's when Marsh noticed something. Vernon was hairy. Very hairy. And his eyes glowed a faint yellow sheen. I bet you taste good, too. What? What's wrong with your ass? If I were you, I'd start running. Marsh watched in horror as Vernon's shape began to grow and change before his very eyes. shoveling like a madman in the light of his lantern. Suddenly, his shovel hid something. Oh, come on. Please be it. We ain't got much time left. He fell to his knees and dug with his hands, his nails beginning to scratch over something hard. Eli watched quietly from the edge of the hole. His heart also began to pound with anticipation as he watched the old man pull the rock from the ground and rub away the dirt. Oh, please, Lord, don't let it be gold. As the moonlight poured into the hole, the rock in Patchy's hand began to glimmer. It was a cool, pale gleam. It was... Silver! (laughs) It's silver! Praise the Lord in heaven, I found it! Patchy cackled with glee as he held up the chunk of silver like a newborn babe. But his celebration quickly died. He saw a shadow cast over him by the moonlight, and it wasn't his shadow. What do you want? Whatever you got in your hands. You don't want this, boy. Now look, back of the campfire is a pile of gold. It's yours. Just, just let me have this. Oh, I'm taking the gold, and I'll be taking that. Seems to be worth something the way you're hooping and hollering over it. Boy, do you know what kind of mess you've gotten yourself into? You shouldn't have come here. <laughs> oh, really? Is that, a, is that a threat? No, son. That's a warning. Marsh? Whoever that is, they ain't gonna make it. That's my brother! What, what have you done? He's probably met my brother. We don't have much time. You tell your brother to leave him be. You call out to him and you tell him right now. There ain't nothing I say gonna stop him now. The moon's out. What the heck does that have to do with anything? You tell him to stop. Now, the only way I'm gonna get him to stop is with this here hunk of silver. This is the only chance we have at surviving tonight. Who's there? Yeah, we got to get out of here. He done turned right before my very eyes. Where's the gold? Where's, did, did you get it? 
What? You get the gold or not, Marsh? Forget the gold. I nearly died, Eli. There's a monster out there. Oh, please. I got a gun right here. Oh, that ain't gonna do nothing. Don't you think we've tried that? Only silver can kill him. But I ain't got time to milk this down into bullets. <gasps> Are you stalking us there, boys? I gotta act fast. You expect me to believe? That your brother is some sort of monster? He ain't human, that's for sure. All men are monsters, really. He's just worse off than most. Patchy crouched down to a satchel and pulled out a small pick. He chiseled away at the lump of silver, giving it a sharp enough point on one end. He held it up into the light of the moon. Oh, that should do it. Do what? Now listen to me. Over about ten feet yonder... Is a ledge that drops off. I gotta lure him that way. Hey, make noise and start running in that direction. Dude, this is a trick, old timer. I swear. It ain't no trick, Eli. Just do as he says. The men ran into the darkness by the light of the moon, careful not to run off the ledge. They could hear the beast's howls getting closer. Stop! Don't move! This here is the ledge. Forget this! I'm shooting! Don't! You're just gonna make him angrier. Listen to him, Eli! Now get down there, boys. Let old Patchy do this. Come on. Get down. The Digger brothers both fell down to their bellies. Eli was still skeptical until he finally saw with his own eyes what all the commotion was about. Oh my lord. The creature crawled out of the dark and stood high on its haunches. Its eyes bright yellow and teeth gleaming. It sniffed the air and then set its sights on its brother. Vernon! It's me! Patchy, all this time I ain't done nothing but tried to help you because I knew you couldn't help yourself. Well, I finally have what we need to make you better. Patchy held up his silver spike at the creature. I love you. I, I never should have let it get this bad. But we could end all that, brother. Come here. Come to me, brother. Just then, the beast fell to all fours and charged at the old prospector. Patchy looked stern as he held his silver out like a blade. The beast huffed as it gained speed. Eli and Marsh could only stare in awe, not sure what Patchy would do. But in a blink of an eye, the prospector and beast were gone. I can't believe it. They're gone. We still got the gold. Let's go get it and get the heck out of here. That's all you done care about? After what we just saw here, Nat? Sure, that was crazy and all, but think about what really matters now, Marsh. We're rich. Come on now. Fine. <sighs> oh, what's wrong with you? Nothing. I think I just done sprained my ankle when we was running. Go on. I'll be behind you. All right, but don't worry none, because we got the money to see a doctor. Heck, we're going to be rich enough to see a whole slew of doctors. Marsh, Marsh, 
We can buy those tits for that petticoat she wanted. Marsh, I can get it. I can get it. Oh, I really messed up my leg bad. Marsh kneeled down and rolled up his pant leg, exposing a large, vicious bite mark. He stared at his wound and was overcome with a strange feeling. It was euphoric in a sense. Marsh stared up at the silver moon with shining yellow eyes. It was then that he understood what his brother had said about being on top of the food chain. Now, wasn't that a fun story? I love tales of brotherly love. Always makes me teary-eyed. Well, this is your stop. I had your hole already dug for you. Now just sit back, and I'll get you buried. And let's hope no one else digs you up later. <laughs> hey listeners, Summer Gale here. Thanks for listening to this chicken skin episode titled Silver Moon. This episode was written and produced by Sam Van Fossen and edited by Summer Gale. Vocal performances provided by Sam Van Fossen as Mr. Scratch, Anthony LaBianca as Eli Diggum, Samuel Nin as Marsh Diggum, Christian Mucci as Shopkeeper, Logan Polson as Patchy, and Andy Harvey as Vernon. The Chicken Skin intro music was composed by Will Church. Sound design and editing by Cody Campbell. To never miss an episode, subscribe now. We appreciate spoopy story lovers like you and need your help to keep Chicken Skin alive. Please subscribe and support us on patreon.com slash chickenskin. That's where you can get creepy updates on what we're brewing up next and listen to new episodes before anyone else. This story is a work of fiction. Any similarity to actual persons living or dead or actual events is purely coincidental. Okay, time for bed. Good night, sleep tight, and whatever you do, 